Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I have Bluetooth headphones that just magically connect without wires. Why can't all my devices do that? Can I get rid of a Wi-Fi router now? Are you confused? Don't be help you know a little more about Bluetooth. Bluetooth is a rather old wireless technology standard meant for exchanging data over short distances. It was conceived of as a replacement for wires, uh, originally RS-232 data cables, kids, ask your parents. But it's now used to wirelessly connect lots of devices, from keyboards to headphones to health monitors and more. Bluetooth uses ultra-high frequency, or UHF, radio waves between 2.402 and 2.48 gigahertz. The range is usually around 10 to 100 meters, though Bluetooth 5.0 makes it possible to get up to 400 meters, or in some cases as much as a kilometer. It was originally standardized by IEEE as IEEE 802.15.1, but IEEE no longer maintains it. The Bluetooth Special Interest Group, or Bluetooth SIG, and its 35,000 member companies manage it all on their own now. If a manufacturer meets Bluetooth SIG standards, it gets a license for Bluetooth patents and the right to market its device as Bluetooth compliant, including using that cute Bluetooth symbol you've probably seen on devices. Bluetooth began with a desire to develop wireless headsets, and the Bluetooth earpiece was certainly the first ubiquitous example of Bluetooth technology in the wild. But let's go back farther than that. The CTO of Ericsson Mobile in Sweden, Nils Rydbeck, wanted to develop the protocol starting in 1989, so he assigned Todd Wingren to work on the spec and Jaap Hartson and Sven Madison to develop it. Principal design began in 1994, and a working solution was achieved in 1997. Also in 1997, the head of IBM's ThinkPad R&D department, Adalio Sanchez, approached Rydbeck about integrating Ericsson phones into ThinkPads. Now, that was tricky, so they ended up deciding to build Ericsson's brand new short-range wireless tech into the ThinkPads to make that work. And because neither company had top market share at the time, they decided to make it an open standard to encourage adoption. Ericsson provided the spec, and IBM contributed some patents for the logical layer, and then Sanchez went and got Intel to join in on the project, and Intel got Toshiba and Nokia to sign on. In fact, Intel's Jim Kardak proposed the name Bluetooth in 1997. He'd been reading Franz G. Bengtsson's historical novel, The Longships, about 10th century Danish king Harold Bluetooth. Harold Bluetooth 
historically united disparate tribes into a single Danish kingdom. Bluetooth aimed to unite wireless communication protocols. So, you know, struck a chord. The Bluetooth logo, in fact, is a rune that merges the initials of Herald Bluetooth. Bluetooth SIG was launched in May 1998 with those five companies I just mentioned, Ericsson and IBM as founders, and Intel, Toshiba, and Nokia as members. And the first consumer Bluetooth device, a hands-free mobile headset, won Best of Show at Comdex in 1999. Ericsson's T39 became the first phone with Bluetooth to hit the shelves, and the ThinkPad A30 was the first laptop with Bluetooth. Both of those arrived in 2001. All right, so how's this work? Bluetooth uses what's called frequency hopping spread spectrum, all right? In the globally unlicensed, though regulated, industrial, scientific, and medical bands, or the ISM bands, what all that means is it uses this range of radio waves to send packets of data on one of 79 different 1 megahertz channels, you know, like like radio channels. And it keeps switching the channels fast, like you're turning the dial all the time to a new radio station. That helps to avoid interference and eavesdropping. In fact, it can do about 1,600 hops per second. So think of it this way. There's a packet on channel 1, then one on channel 62, then one on channel 5, then back to channel 1, then channel 42. Once two devices are connected by Bluetooth, they know what the pattern of hops will be, and no other device can easily predict it. The frequency hopping makes the signal very difficult to intercept, helping to keep it secure, though Bluetooth uses encryption too, so don't fret. It does use some power to hop around like that, so Bluetooth Low Energy only uses 40 channels and wider 2 MHz channels. One Bluetooth device can connect with up to 7 other devices, but only transfer data between one device at a time, though it can rapidly switch between connected devices. It does not use the internet for its connections. Instead, it creates what's called a Pico net. Pico means very small, a small little net. Sometimes it's referred to as a personal area network or PAN. The devices all sync up their clocks as they hop their frequencies and then adapt to avoid frequencies being used by other devices or protocols like Wi-Fi. And you may hear about something called a scatter net. If you read up on this, that's when more than one PicoNet join up together. But don't get too excited. Bluetooth is low speed, short range, and prioritizes power efficiency. It's not good for high bandwidth or large amounts of data. That's what Wi-Fi is for. All right. So how do these Bluetooth devices know who to connect to? Bluetooth devices must be paired Usually this works by making the device you want to connect, like your pair of headphones, let's say, available for pairing. Sometimes you hold a button down until the light comes on, then it's available for pairing. Then you go to the device you want to connect to, let's say your phone, and then you look for that device. In a phone, you'd look in the Bluetooth settings to see if the new device shows up. Now, most phones will ask you to confirm that you want to pair a device, and some devices, say your car stereo, might ask for a confirmation code. Simpler devices like remotes may have a simpler way to connect, and as a reminder, Bluetooth transmissions are almost always encrypted. But the standard implementation remembers the pairing once you've approved it, and there are lots of attempts out there to trick you into approving a pairing without you realizing it. So it's important to occasionally check what devices you have approved to connect by Bluetooth and maybe forget any of those you don't recognize. And I don't mean just forget about them. I mean, go in and choose forget. Tell your device, don't 
pair with this anymore. You should also forget connections to headphones, cars, and such when you get rid of them. When you sell your car, forget the car's connection. You may also want to force a pin to be required to pair with your device. And, you know, don't use one, two, three, four, or four zeros. It's also not a bad idea to just turn off Bluetooth if you're not going to use it. It'll use less power, though that is becoming an increasingly rarer condition for many users these days as we have so many Bluetooth devices. All right, let's talk range. How far can you walk around with your Bluetooth device? Range is determined by the class of radio and the environment in which it's working. Got a bunch of walls? Eh, Your range is going to go down. Most mobile devices have what's called a class two radio that can reach up to 10 meters. In practice, it probably gets somewhere between five and 10 meters. Class one radios can theoretically go up to 100 meters. In practice, they usually get around 20 to 30, maybe 50. There's also a class three radio that has a range of about a meter and Bluetooth five can do some tricks to increase range. We'll get to that later. While Bluetooth does not need line of sight, As I mentioned, walls and other obstacles can cause reflections of the signal, and that reduces the range. We tend to use Bluetooth inside more often, etc. All Bluetooth versions have downward compatibility, too. Hardware with the newest version can work with all the older versions. Here's some of the highlights of the versions over the years. Bluetooth BR slash EDR, that stands for Basic Rate Enhanced Data Rate, came along with Bluetooth version 2.1, and it offered simple connectivity and better security. Bluetooth 3.0 increased how fast data could be transferred and lowered power consumption. Kind of a milestone. Bluetooth 4 made low energy, aka Bluetooth LE, a priority. Meaning you didn't have to worry anymore about whether your Bluetooth device supported LE or not. If it was Bluetooth 4, it did. Bluetooth 4.2 sent data at up to a megabit per second, a little faster, and Bluetooth 5 increased that to 2 megabits per second. Bluetooth 5 also increased the range the radios could achieve to up to 400 meters, sort of. It does this by reducing the data rate. So it can do that faster data rate, but if it reduces it, it can put more power behind each bit, making that bit easier to detect farther away. But a developer has to choose to sacrifice the bandwidth to increase the range, meaning the extended range, is most common in Internet of Things devices, low bandwidth stuff, like a door lock, for instance. It's also why I didn't include the longer range in the description of the radios earlier. Of course, Bluetooth 5 can also use its high energy to transmit twice the data over a shorter range, and hence you get that 2 megabits per second I just mentioned. Okay, more recently, Bluetooth 5.2 was published on December 31st, 2019. That added features for low energy for Bluetooth LE, including Bluetooth LE audio. Couldn't do audio over LE before Bluetooth 5.2. Now you can. Bluetooth 5.3 was published on July 13th, 2021. It's got a few improvements in there that you won't likely see in your day-to-day life, but many of them make a developer's life easier. And that's Bluetooth. I hope this helps you understand a little bit about how your wireless mouse and your earbuds and all those other Bluetooth devices work. In other words, I hope you know a little more about Bluetooth. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.